our third episode of That Teacher Couple podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about classroom incentives. Yes. So that's kind of like the rewards for good behavior, kind of like trying to make role models instead of like encouraging bad behavior, stuff like that. Exactly. So I think the one that we share is class dojo. Yes, and that's like really common in teaching. Exactly, um, at least where we teach. <laughs> um, yeah. It's required for my whole school. And yeah. so basically every teacher creates a class. And so each student gets like their own avatar and it looks like a little monster, but like a cute little monster. Yeah, and like they have this new thing where it like hatches, I'm trying to get uh -huh. parents to get on there and stuff, but like you have to go on and hatch your monster. And it's exactly, it's so cute. Um, and so then, from the teacher's standpoint, you can give each child points if you decide that they've like done something well. And then they can cash in their points. And sometimes you can even take away points. My school has it so that you only give positive points. You don't do any negative points. But I'm honestly really okay with that. Why do you think that you shouldn't give negative points and take away points? So in my personal opinion, um, just because you do something bad doesn't take away the fact that you did 10 good things that day so i don't like the idea of giving these kids like points for their good behavior but then taking away what they earned yeah either it's... because they made a mistake or ha they had like bad judgment or whatever <laughs> yeah i um, agree it's like the idea that instead of taking away their reward you should give them a punishment that matches what they did. Exactly. We yeah. both believe firmly in natural consequences. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we do a lot of like like making kids walk during <laughs> recess and stuff like that. That way kids have to actually think about what they did. Exactly. And we want our rewards to be kind of like that too. Uh -huh. Where it's like a natural reward. Exactly. So, yeah. What are some of the rewards you do for Class Dojo? Okay. So with Class Dojo, um, I will give them dojos for like the most random things. But... I always do once a quarter my dojo king or dojo queen. So I'll have like okay. a dojo royalty. I have a crown that I use that they get to like use when we're playing Blook It. So like during certain fun times, they get to wear the crown. Uh -huh. So I'll have one for basically nine weeks. And they also get like a coloring book. Because oh. so, it was second you, grade. How do you determine who your dojo king or queen is? Whoever has the most dojos after nine weeks. Okay. And it's usually like a hundred. <laughs> so like... <laughs> Literally, um, I think I literally had four different kings and queens la this last year. It was great. I love it. Um, and the crown is so fun. And literally, they I also have them be basically like the person that gets to like spin the wheel to find out what game they get to play. So that's the direct thing from dojos that I get. But I also have another system. But like, what what, what kind of rewards do you give for dojos? Okay, so I have a dojo menu, and I think everyone on my team uses basically the same dojo menu, mm -hmm. which moving into this next year, I want my class presidents and like that government to have more of a say on what those rewards will be. But my rewards are always free for me because I am a second year teacher, about to be a third year teacher. <laughs> I don't have that much money. Um, but it will be anything from like take your shoes off in class to like sit in the teacher's seat. And then one of my favorites, I know some teachers don't like this one, um, but I love having students eat in my classroom. Mm -hmm. And so we'll have like a dojo rewards day, which will be on like a random Friday. And 
you can either pick one or two friends to eat lunch with you if you cash in to buy um, lunch in the teacher's room. And so then I'll literally like play Tom and Jerry. Like it does not have to be educational at all. This is your lunch time. And I'm like, you can get out games if you want, but literally we'll just hang out. They usually just like chat with each other, have Tom and Jerry on in the background. It is so fun. Yeah, and that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love eating in the classroom. Like, and I always think that I'm going to have to entertain. And like every once in a while you get one student who's like really wanting to be there for you. But when you let them bring a friend, it is so funny. Watch them go into like kid mode. Right. Like especially in second grade, they will be like so giggly with each other. Like you're not even there. And they'll forget <laughs> that you're there because they're so used to that at lunch. Like their teacher not being there. Right. I had um a, I did dojo bingo for like nine weeks this year mm-hmm. where instead of doing my normal system, I did bingo. And they would play bingo. And when you got a bingo the second time, you could either, like, choose any classroom job you wanted or you could have lunch in my room. And almost everybody chose to eat in my room. Mm-hmm. Every single kid who got that reward chose to eat in my room. And you can bring a buddy with you. So literally one day I had, like, eight kids in there. And they just took up a whole desk clump. It was so fun. And, like, I put yes. on PBS. And <laughs> they love it. They literally are kids so silly. I think it's so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I really love the dojo system. I think it works really well. Um, but I know not all teachers have had that kind of <laughs> experience yeah. with class dojo. Another pro that I love about close class dojo is that you can communicate with parents through there. And you don't have to share your phone number. Exactly. So it's like texting, but through a different app. And yeah. And it's amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, um, I have two systems that I basically have used for incentives. Okay. And one is the dojo bingo. So, like, every time they get 10 dojos, I spin the wheel for bingo on our bingo day. So, it was, like, usually every Monday. Okay. And if you got a bingo, you got a reward. And I think it was, like, an eraser the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff like that. But, like, I did that. But then I also, my main thing that I do, and I'm going to do again this year, is, like, my thermometer. And it's called the dojo meter. <laughs> and, um, or the dojometer. And... <laughs> Every time you get a dojo, like, I fill up the dojo meter a little bit, basically on our dojo redemption days, basically, whenever we're checking dojo. Uh So if I know you hit a big landmark, I'll help fill up the dojo meter. So, for example, I would do, like, at 150 dojos, they all get, like, a high five, (laughs) maybe. Okay. Or, like, at 250, we unlocked a new type of game that we play for indoor recess. So, like, a new type of look it. Um... But and then, this is, like, 150 dojo points as a class? As a class. Okay. So all together as a class. Which that usually, usually they could finish, they can get to 1,000 in, like, nine weeks. My last class did. But that's also, they, I don't know, they did really good with that. That was good incentive for them. My first time I did it, it took, like, half the year to get there. Okay. Um. But my kids this year, like, went double speed. It was crazy. <laughs> which is why I started doing bingo. <laughs> Because I thought it would slow things down a little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would do like for 500 dojos would have a bit, usually a bigger reward, like uh, no shoes day, uh-huh. which was a good one where like everybody took off their shoes unless you left your desk. When you leave, when you're <laughs> at your desk, you wear no shoes. If you come down to the carpet, you wear no shoes. But um, I would have to get on the kids for, like sliding around like, in their <laughs> socks and like put your shoes back on. Aww. Yeah, I would do a hat day. I did a stuffed animal day for like 750 nice and then it, i was so lucky that this lined up with our halloween party 
or something like that. Mm-hmm. But like my big reward was face painting, and it was you get to paint my face. Okay. Yeah. But also, kind of, I've talked about how we did the house, or I guess this was this year we had desk clumps, right? Because uh-huh. COVID restrictions were looser, so I had different desk clumps in the room, mm-hmm. and I also used Class Dojo for my like basically a competition between the different desks. So like blue desk group has 10 but the pink has 12 so pink is winning and i let whichever group was winning by the halloween party they got to tell me what was going to be painted on my face okay so then my whole class got to come up and paint my face like taking turns it was really fun that's so cute i have a funny story where like we were doing that Mm -hmm. and i have one kid who she's painting my face and she is not being me and like (laughs) she's probably like in the third group and it's starting to leak down to like my lips (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I, she was like, hold still. And I was like, the paint is leaking into my mouth. And she was like, so eat it. And I was like, geez, these kids are getting too comfortable with me. Aww. Yeah, but I really like the That's the, the so fun. Drive. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's like collaborative. So they're having to work together. Yeah, it's super encouraging them to work as a team. Yes. And like, look, you're working for a group good. Right. Which is a good lesson. I, when I do it this year, I'm going to have individual milestones too. So when you get to 100 dojos, you get this. But as a group, if you guys get to 1,000, you get this. Okay. I really like that. Um, I would always give my kids dojo points when I would see them like doing anything good, right? Mm-hmm. But I would also give out dojo points for our bathroom breaks. So we would take a bathroom break, and then while we were waiting for people to like finish up, like wash their hands, all of that, I would run like Quiet Mouse. And if you got picked to play Quiet Mouse, like to be the, is it to be the Quiet Mouse? I don't know, to be a person that's like looking at the rest of the class. Um, you would get a dojo point because that meant that somebody saw you being quiet, doing what you were supposed to be doing. And I like giving my class that kind of power. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So yeah. then if anybody, if you got picked, you got a dojo point just like by default. And so that really worked well to like create just like a good classroom culture. I love that. <laughs> with, I do the same thing. Yeah. Where they're like looking out for each other. Yeah. I would also do something similar for when I would do small groups. I would rotate who the group leader was and I would have them give out dojo points to the rest of their group, which would kind of hold them accountable. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that way it's not all on me because <laughs> I would forget to do dojo points sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it also just was really good for like team building. Exactly. Like I would do that same thing when we do bathroom breaks like having quiet mouths and it's just like i love being able to go like oh you got picked bing just like that you got a dojo yeah yeah i will say my one thing with dojo is i will give it out for basically anything like if i see you doing something good that's an automatic dojo point however i have this other classroom incentive my whole school gives out like lanyards to the teachers for them to basically like hang around a student's neck to recognize for the whole day and that way the other teachers throughout the school are like paying attention and if they see a student wearing that lanyard they know it's a big deal and you're supposed to like ask the kid what they did to earn that lanyard and with that i am so stingy like i you do not get that lanyard unless i'm actually surprised (laughs) um and so that has i've given it out for grades a couple times like specifically when a low student will do really well and i'm like blown away and i will like work it up i'm like yes and this kid i know they studied so hard even though like i don't actually know that but they probably did because i was surprised (laughs) (laughs) or like i've had students that will stay after um like 
during a free time or whatever and like pick up trash and I'm like oh my goodness you don't have to do that but like Mm. you're amazing like things like that anything that really truly just blows me away that's when I'll use that lanyard we at my school there were the related arts belts so basically each class during related arts when they got back the related arts teacher would be like "Mm, they got like a four and you could Mm -hmm. get anywhere from one to five okay um and five whenever my class got a five I gave them a whole class dojo so if you have 20 kids in your class that's automatically 20 dojos towards their like goal and right. i made sure to say that often or like guys you guys just got like 20 points that boosted you so much yeah it's awesome i always gave them a whole class dojo though too whenever a, like a teacher would compliment them so if they're in good lines yes me too like so if any other teacher was like nice line i'd be like whole class dojo and they'd be like yeah <laughs> exactly and I'm like, talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's but we would have this race for the related arts belts where basically who whichever class got the most points from the like one to five rating from related arts mm-hmm. after nine weeks, mm-hmm. they would get a belt. There'd be one for each grade. And my class got it the first nine weeks. So like for the whole second nine weeks, we had the belt and it was great because I used it as an incentive so much where basically every day I would let somebody wear it and take it to related arts and they would be our line leader for related arts. Uh-huh. And they would be wearing the belt. And they took care of it that day. That's so cool. Yeah. And it was so often. You yes. got to show off around the other classes. <laughs> Literally. And it was kind of like the surprise me one where it's like whoever, I would say it's whoever I thought was making the most effort. Mm-hmm. And that's what was, that was my big thing, I would say. So it was always my kids who are kind of lower, but like were participating in class so hard that day. Right. And like, I don't even, I don't think I could say that everybody got it. I'm pretty sure almost everybody got it. But, like, literally, I remember I gave it to this one kid, like, five times. Like, at least two days in a row. Just because they were working so hard and putting in so much effort. Exactly. It was so fun. I would give a little speech every time. Like, really flaunted. Like, this person is blah, 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 blah. And they would be like, whoa, when I finally revealed the name. Yes, that's amazing. See, when I was the kid, I was, like, the really good kid that didn't get recognized for anything because Mm -hmm. the standard. Like, I was expected to be the good kid. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when somebody would do something equal to me, they would get praised and it would like drive me crazy. So as a teacher, I am so like hard on myself to not do that, which Ah. is why I don't give that lanyard out unless they genuinely like surprise me. And so like I had a student that I ended up giving the lanyard to for a good grade because she got a 98 and she was the only one that got a 98. She also was one of my top students. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just, I was so impressed with her and I was like, I can't be rewarding these other kids for doing something that I expect her to do. And yeah. so I would still like, I don't know. That's a really good point. It's like your kids have middle child syndrome. Yes. And you have to like get out of your box. <laughs> exactly. And I want them to feel recognized. Yeah. So I really love these rewards. It's really fun to come up with good incentives for your class. Yes. My class always loves the earbuds day, but mm-hmm. I have found like, okay, teaching. What is that? So I'll let them um, bring earbuds to school, which means they can either plug it into their phone or a laptop and listen to music while they work. Um, and there will be some days that they'll bring them in to like cash in for an earbuds day. And I'm like, no, we're not doing like any alone work time today. <laughs> like, you're going to have to do this tomorrow. <laughs> um, but 
I have found that because I teach fifth grade, they are like sneakier with phones than they should be. And like, honestly, if you're listening to earbuds, then I'm not going to police what you're listening to. Like at school, I will tell you it needs to be clean, but I'm not going to go around and check your phone, you know? Yeah. Um. However, I've had kids that will like be playing a game on their phone, even though they say they're like changing the music or something. <laughs> um, and I had one kid that was listening to a straight up YouTube video like on the laptop, which is fine. Like if you don't have a phone, I'm not going to penalize you. Like you can listen to music on a laptop. But he was watching a YouTube video. And I was like, I don't think that was part of the earbuds day rules. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like going over and he's like listening to Markiplier. <laughs> it's like, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah. So I've had to get a little stricter on that one. But um, it's a lot of fun. I have this giant teddy bear. I think actually, James, I think you got it for me for like Valentine's Day. It's literally a massive teddy bear, um, like as big as I am. And I included it as my VIP chair. So VIP meaning you can sit at the teacher's desk, but also you can sit with this bear instead, which means you sit <laughs> in the back corner, you can bring a blanket if you want to, and literally you're just like surrounded by this huge teddy bear. The kids always went for that one. I love that. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I used my giant stuffed animals for my reading rug, but it wasn't a reward. It was just like, hey, please read. Please read. <laughs> so it was like my incentive for them to read. Look, there's a giant monkey here. Please sit with the monkey and read. Right. And then they wanted to go read at the carpet. <laughs> That's so fun. I want to do a reading incentive where the kids can like um, post comments about the book that they read through my classroom library website or something. I haven't really decided what I want to do, but... I want to do book talk where it's like book T-O-K. And okay. if they read a book, which I'm not the reading teacher, so I don't know if I'm going to do this. Probably mm -hmm. not. But like if they finish reading a book, they can make a flip grid. Okay. And they can like explain the book in a minute or pitch it or reenact it in a funny way, whatever they want. But I think that'd be really fun. So it's like trying to convince people to read it in like a in less than a minute. Yes. And I think that'd be fun to do. And they can add to it. People go look at it. I that might play some ones cool. I like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Show it to the class like, hey, this re I thought this was really good. So I'm going to show this. Or like, hey, go check this out. Because some kids are like, please don't show this to the class. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, I could really do that. That sounds fun. I'm going to make people do it for math. I'm going to make them explain their thinking through a math TikTok. But instead it's a Flipgrid. That only my <laughs> class can see. Yeah. Flipgrid is a great tool. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah, there's lots of ways to incentivize kids. Turns yes. out most of the ways are embarrassing yourself or <laughs> in my classroom. <laughs> I know. What was your biggest reward? Um, Round off back handspring, back handspring. That's right. He saw stars. Dude, <laughs> I used to do gymnastics. So I used to, every year, I tell my kids if they get the 4,000 dojos, I'll do a round off back handspring, back handspring. I think I can do three, but I think I've only ever done two for the kids because I don't want to die. Yeah, um, on school grounds. Or kill a kid. Should I tell the story of how I have a kid who ran out? My first year, my a teacher was walking in my class where they're all lined up waiting to watch me do my round of back handspring and I go to start it and a kid starts running towards me. And this kid was a behavior, but he's such a good kid, but he started running at me and I had to like crouch down into a ball to stop from like kicking him in the head. And I turn around and I, I was like, lecturing him on how unsafe that was. I told him to go sit down. He was crying. And I'm like, okay, now let me do it again because that's not fair. And my kids are like, oh yeah, do it again. And I went back and I did it and I did it full blast. Huge like bounce at the end. They're like, wow! Losing their minds. It's so cool. I did it again this year. It was amazing. They loved it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, I can't do that. That was bad. <laughs> I thought I'll do it for them. There we go. 
So yeah. these are just some of the ways that we keep our classes behaving yeah. properly. Paying our kids with joy. <laughs> <laughs> and lunch in the classroom. It makes them want to come to school. Exactly. Yeah. So. All right. I like your incentives. I like yours. Thanks. I, I guess that's all we have for today. Yeah. So. <laughs> Thank you for sharing with me. Of course. Just me and no one else. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. right. Bye.